Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to a special Under Review here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob stats Usually we have Vish Kumar and join us on Mondays where we take a second look at the 49ers game for that week. Vish, unfortunately, is on vacation. Well, unfortunately for us, fortunately for him, he's on vacation in India right now. So it'll just be me. So we're doing a special call-in edition show this week. If you want to join the conversation, I would love to have you. I tweeted out the link from our handle here at GSN 49ers and from my personal handle at stats on fire. So if you want to join the show, just click the link and you can hop in and we can have a conversation, which of course, you know, I love to do. I don't want to just talk at you. I want to talk with you and we have a lot to talk about and we are going to get to all of it. Diego says victory Monday, BCB. Love you, Diego. Shout out to you, all our YouTube channel members. If you want to become a member, it's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, you get membership badges, you get priority comment response. Lots of things to talk about in this game for the 49ers. It was a little scary at first, right? Brock takes the hit. Christian McCaffrey's looking at his knee. It was definitely a little scary. Fortunately, it got a lot better there. Let's start to go through some of the drives. And I think we saw, starting with the first drive of the game for the Cardinals, kind of a microcosm of how the day was going to go. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But James Conner always seems to have a good game against the 49ers. And that was the case on Sunday. He ended up 14 carries for 86 yards, 6.1 yards per pop. And Cardinals just start going down the field. 
right out of the shoot yesterday. Tyler Murray is running. James Conner is running. And I was a little nervous and kind of thought that maybe with Ar- without Armstead and without Hargrave there, it was going to be that kind of day. And it ended up being that kind of day. Looks like we've got our first guest of the day. Let's pop him in right now. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Stats? I'm doing well. What's your name? Where are you, where are you from? I'm Justin, uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, Justin. Awesome. Another non-California 49er fan. Thanks for hopping in. What's on your mind? You know, this was a fun game in a lot of ways. Uh, I really in, uh, appreciate the overall containment of Kyler uh, moving into next week, right? I like that we were able to give uh, playing time to people who may not otherwise get playing time while resting up our veterans for the stretch run. It was very reassuring in many ways. I don't like the rushing yards that we gave up, but it was reassuring that we can pivot against a bad team. Now let's see if we can do it against a good team. The thing that that kind of warms my heart a little bit is the fact that Arizona ran for more than 200 yards in the game and it didn't matter at all. The 49ers still boat race them. Obviously, we don't want to give up the rushing yards, but the fact that this offense is humming right now has to make you feel good. Well, absolutely. Uh, it's it's something I haven't seen. Uh, let's see, I'm 42. I got a few years on you, bud. Um, but it's something I haven't seen really a lot of in an extended uh, period of time in the last, what, 20 years or so. Every now and then we got spurts. But this was a, this was a fun one to watch. Just sit back with no stress, really. And you gotta like those games in December. Thank you so much for hopping in. We appreciate it. All right, who? Let's see. Who do we have here? What's up, man? Where are you? Where are you calling from? Hey, Rob. Greetings from the UK. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, no, just want to say thanks uh, for having me on, and thanks for all the work you do uh, on the network. It really is my one-stop shop for for all things 49ers. Um, I just really, what I wanted to do is I just wanted to continue singing the praises of um, uh, of Brock. Really, uh, I I know you um, you know you 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 hate that uh, when people say, oh, you know, I called it ages ago. But for me, I've been on the Brock train since the Tampa game, since his, since his first start, because that, that I remember him throwing a touchdown throw to CMC. And I literally like stood up screaming because I was like, I haven't seen that. I have not seen that in years from from a Niners quarterback. And he just gets better and better and better. And the one thing I've just got to say that amazes me is I never realized this. You've got to realize I grew up in the UK. I'm not embedded in the whole draft system and college football. I could not care less what anybody does in college. Because it's the same here, you know, I follow soccer in the UK and around the world. You can do everything you want to do when you're in when you're in the youth teams. I don't care until you reach the big leagues, that's where you get judged. And to me, is that the one thing that's really fascinated me is that people are just absolutely stuck on this. They cannot admit they were wrong about Brock. I mean, I look at someone like Skylar Thompson, who was taken a few picks above uh, Brock uh, in the same draft. And then last year, he was the reason Miami lost in the playoffs in the wild card against the Bills because he threw 40% and, and Miami lost the game by three points. And I mean, this guy just, to me, it redefines what, you know, I think, I think Grant said it a, a couple of months ago. He goes, Brock changes the way, um, you know, t- franchises look at 
drafting QBs. They don't. They they look. They're now looking for experience where before they were just looking at upside and potential. Yes. And sometimes you've just got to you know just appreciate what you got. You you got a guy who's just. When I mean he's getting better and better. Last year, his throws were a bit underthrown, and this year they're just on the money. Ninety percent of the time they are bang on the money. They're hitting people in stride. No one's even you know Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. They're not even like slowing up to to catch the balls. It's right into the breadbasket. And I think you you know like you used to say about Jimmy when Jimmy like Jimmy. He, he plays quarterback. He's an okay quarterback, you know, but he never walked in and said, right, I want to be the best. Like, you know, Brady was not the most physically gifted, but he was like, I'm going to be the best person, the best quarterback that I can. And Brock, in many ways, he's a bit like Jimmy, but if Jimmy had decided that he wanted to be the best player in, <laughs> in the system, not just like, hey, I'm the guy, I just throw the ball. I just throw the ball. I, I just, I just, you know, do the plays that, that are called. And just as well, uh, more and more with him is when you know the the plays on the, the plays on the fly that he comes out with. Right. That, you know, like yesterday, yeah. he stepped up. He saw a rusher coming out. And he stepped up. And he, he ran out. Um, he ran out left and made the play. And you're talking and, about the McCaffrey play, the long. Yeah, touchdown. exactly. Right. The long that, touchdown. That play was unique because it's the one time where a receiver actually had to kind of fall down to make the catch because normally Brock hits him right on the button. But no, you're absolutely right, Lee. Brock has been phenomenal. He's leading the NFL in touchdown passes right now. He's second in passing yards. He has reached a level of play this year coming off a career-saving surgery that he had never reached before that we have not seen a 49ers quarterback reach, frankly, in 30 years, you could argue, since Steve Young won the MVP. So it has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for taking the time and giving us part of your day, Lee. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's see who we got here. Russ, what's up, Russ? Thanks for hanging in there with me. What's going on? No, I, honestly, I was going to try to be here last week. Um, you would have been stuck with me for an hour because I just would have kept talking. <laughs> so this is actually way better. I love that everybody's jumping in. This is cool. Um, and I actually want to give you guys a lot of credit. I was about ready to rant about everything Benjamin Slovak was saying, all the stats guys. And Levin, Michelle just came in and I'm like, no, this doesn't make this does not make any sense. So I I love how ver much variety we have at this these podcasts because I live in Arizona. So I'm kind of stuck with Cardinals every day on the radio, and I just can't handle that. <laughs> I, I I I need something else to listen to. So you know, I'm a, I follow you guys on Twitter. I interact a little bit. And, man, it's just – it feels like every week it's a new – like they call us the Avengers, but it feels like the Sinister Six. Every week it's a different MVP Brock has to beat. Because if we're talking about Lamar all year, now all of a sudden, oh, Lamar's actually the MVP. Well, where has he been for the entire rest of the year? He's been playing good. He's a great quarterback. But just this week, because he's playing Purdy, you're now talking about him. It's just been – it's been very frustrating and eye-opening to see how much narrative really decides how these MVP races go. It's very frustrating. 100%. Narrative is a massive, massive part of it. And and I wrote this for our website, goldstandardniners.com today, which you can go and check out the grades for this week. They're up there. Not now. This is our time. <laughs> but people act like Brock just lands in these situations, right? They're going to screenshot that McCaffrey touchdown where he falls down and gets up and goes to the end zone, but they're not going to point out the pressure he avoided. And the fact that McCaffrey's man 
came up to prevent Brock from scrambling. That's what made CMC open. They're going to point out that play. They're not going to point out the play before on third and 11 when Brock beats the blitz and hits Kittle perfectly in stride, lets him rumble for 30 yards to set up that play. No one's going to pay attention to that play because that play doesn't count, right? It's it's frustrating that they they just cherry pick stuff. And when you Mm -hmm. watch the whole game, we can see it. Well, the number of times on a third and like eight, he hits a perfect out route, which I get it. And what people don't understand too, and I had to learn this. I looked up a lot of Chase, uh, Chase Daniels, Kurt Warner, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Dell does great uh, Niners football content and learn because I, I couldn't diagnose defenses. I couldn't have told you whether that was a good throw or not. Because you look at Lamar, you know, guy draped all over him, thir- throws a 30 yards in the air, guy makes a great catch. That's the wow sports yes. center play that they want. But the third and eight, third and 10, third and 12, perfectly thrown out route. How do you not give him credit for that? Because that drive ends if he doesn't make that pass. Exactly. And it's the combine throw. That's the throw they want to see people make. So I'm just it he just unfortunately doesn't wow people enough because he's got a little bit of that Brady where Brady would kill you with a thousand small, just you couldn't get him off the field. Crap, he has the ball with two minutes. We're gonna lose. That's how Brady or that's how Brock kills you. He kills you because you can't get him off the field. I completely agree with you. And the the best stuff Brock does is from the neck up. And we can't see that when we watch TV. And that's a huge, huge part of it. We don't see all the stuff that he's going through, who he's ruling out before the snap, what he's recognizing, what he's seeing. We see the throws and stuff that he makes, but it's the process Mm -hmm. that gets to those throws. So I agree. Watching the film breakdowns that you mentioned, I watch ATO Sullivan every single week. It has really helped me appreciate what we are watching right now. It is on another level. And uh, three games left in the regular season. We will see how it goes. Russ, thank you so much for hopping in for all the support. Happy to do it. Love your show. Thanks. Have a good one. Tyler, you're up next. What's up, Tyler? Hello, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This is awesome. This is like my first call-in show, and I'm really enjoying this. So thanks for hopping in. Thanks for having me. What's on your mind? So... I'm thinking uh, like how everyone is telling as saying that Brady, no, uh, Brock is not the MVP. They don't know who Brock is. They don't know (laughs) who he is. And every time he gets a win, every time he beats top tier quarterbacks, like we're going to play Lamar this week. Now I'm, I'm confident that we're going to beat the Ravens and they're going to say, Oh, it's the Ravens. They're not that good. So at that point, I'm like this. So if we beat the Ravens and who is there left to uh, show that we are not the best team? That's a good point. And it's just annoying to me that how we have to keep winning and winning and winning and winning to show everyone that Brock is who he really is. And that's a fantastic quarterback that no one is appreciative of. Because always Mr. Irrelevant. Absolutely, Tyler. I totally agree. And it's a good point. Who is left? The Cowboys? No. The Eagles? No. The Jaguars? We kicked the tar out of them. You're, that is a great point. I appreciate the call. Thanks for hopping in. Have a nice day. Mr. Blue Magic is here. Before I get to you, I just want to point out this super chat. JCG1987 says, Moody already made more 40-plus yard field goals than Robbie Gold did his entire rookie season and has made as many 50-yard field goals as Gold did in his first five years. I didn't want to say this, but I did write it. 
Jake Moody is 71 of 74 on the season for all kicks. That's pretty damn good. I know Cleveland was rocky, but that is pretty damn good for Jake Moody. All right, Mr. Blue Magic 23, what is up? Thanks for hopping in. Guys, I've been waiting to catch up with you, my guy. Okay, well, what's on your mind? Let's talk. That's, I've been watching you for a while. Love the channel. Love it. Thank you. But you, you, you have gotten, you have gotten, like, overly, overly, like, crazy for me when it comes to Brock. So, I'm going to preference this by saying this, because most of y'all that follow, you know, you know, we all follow the same, the same creators and all that. Mm-hmm. I think Brock is a great quarterback for the system. Here's where the pushback comes when it comes to Brock. And I'm 42. I've been a 49ers fan my whole life. Ronnie Lott is the reason that I started watching football and playing football. Ronnie Lott. And so you, you know where, where, where I, the era I come from. Yes. It's funny how we compare Brock like people always say the goalpost is moved against him. In all actuality, the goalpost is moved for Brock. Because we can all we can all agree that Jimmy was trash. Like it's not a question. He's he's the third string quarterback in the league right now. Right. And I'm talking talent wise. Like so when you when we when when people use Jimmy Garoppolo to prop up what Brock is doing. It's unfair because you have to you have to compare Brock to his legit competition. Yes. So when you call when you when when you want to be a homer and call Brock and I'm not talking about you in this instance stats. I'm just talking you know we see Twitter, we see comments and so forth and so on. When we want to say that Brock is elite we want to go to numbers. Then when people go to numbers, because we, we could have did the same thing with, with Dak, and we don't believe Dak is elite, but when you looked at the MVP race, Dak and Brock were number one and two in every major quarterback statistic. Right. So if we're going to give praise for Brock for his st- statistics, we also were supposed to give Dak that same praise, but we didn't. Especially as minus fans. We didn't give Dak that, that leeway. It was always something against, against him. He's playing tomato can, so forth and so on. So now let's get to that argument. Strength of schedule. We have yet to play a team that wasn't missing at least two star key players. Really? We played the Rams. Yeah, go look at it. I think until yesterday. I, I, think, I think Arizona was the first game that we played a fully healthy team, not missing. Think about it. When we played the Giants, and the Giants are trash. They were missing, Sa- uh, they were missing Saquon. They were missing other players. When we played um, Dallas, a lot of people don't understand that Diggs plays an, an extremely important role in, in that defense. Um, when we played Arizona, they were missing Kyler. When we played 
Cleveland and we're missing the starting quarterback and starting beast of a running back. You know what I'm saying? So we can we can use those. I don't hold that against us. The same way I didn't hold it against Dallas. Even though I know Dallas, it, you know what I'm saying? We're the best we're the best overall team in the league this year. Right. I but, agree. But we also can't take a, take away the fact either that Bob Purdy is in the best situation of any quarterback in the league. And it's not a knock, and it's not a knock on Brock. And I also and I also push back against some of the stuff that's said against Brock as well. Because Brock Brock's talent has allowed Kyle to dig into his bag. Yes. Brock has allowed Kyle to open up the offense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two things are true. Brock definitely benefits from having a bunch of great teammates and a really good play caller. And also, he is uh, able- a number one defense. Yes, 100%. Every quarterback would, and he definitely does. But like you said, he also has elevated the people that are here. He has elevated George Kittle to a level of performance that Kittle has never had before Brock got here. 25%, more than 25% of Kittle's career touchdowns have come just with Brock Purdy. Brandon Ayuk looks way better than he has since Brock Purdy has become the starting quarterback. So I think it's both of those things combined, and that's why they're kicking the hell out of everybody right now. Absolutely. Now here's here's where here's where I I I have a here's where my gripe comes in at. Brock is not the best player on the team. Brock is not the most valuable player on the team. Now, would I give him would I give him the MVP, knowing what the MVP has become, if he continues to play like this, because he's playing more efficiently with Lamar. Now and 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 we 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 understand the storylines make certain awards in the league. Mm-hmm. Storylines, Brock, and this is another thing. People like to use this as a reverse. Oh well, you're discrediting Brock because he was Mister Irrelevant. Actually, that's been working to Brock's favor this whole time. Every time someone goes to over over Brock, Brock Purdy. It's, look what he did. He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was X, Y, and Z. He's not supposed to. No, you were drafted. Your draft status means nothing now. Because you, we, we've seen quarterbacks get draft, drafted number one overall and look like pure D hot garbage. <laughs> yes, we have. I'll say draft status We've never seen this before. We have never seen a last pick in the draft do what Brock is doing. There has never been a last pick in the draft quarterback that ever started a single game in the league before Brock Purdy came along. But I do agree with you where how many games into his career now, it doesn't matter anymore because he's playing where he's playing and at the level he's playing at. So I do agree that it doesn't matter anymore. But people remember draft status. Sam Darnold is the backup quarterback because he was the third overall pick. No, he's he's there because Kyle had Kyle has a weird thing about what he he's a quarterback. Like let's let's get for real. If we look at this, if we if we look at this, and another and here's another thing. So we always talk about oh well. Everybody says it's a plug and play quarterback system, but look at the quarterbacks before. If you go back, 
and you look at the quarterbacks we had, and you look at the the Nick Mullins and the CJ Beathers and so forth and so on, in the in the Shanahan regime, there's only been two quarterbacks in this regime that have had fully healthy offense. It's only Jimmy and Brock. No other quarterback had a full complement of Kyle's weapons. Yeah. So when we talk, so when we talk, and so when we talk about what other quarterbacks did, look at what they had to work with. That's totally fair, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you hopping in. Thank you so much for the kind words and uh, for giving me part of your day. <laughs> All right, I'll be back. Good. I hope so. I'll say this about Brock. I think it's fair to mention all of that stuff. You have to mention the people that he's with. You have to mention the play caller that he has. You have to mention the health of the people around him. And you have to mention the health of the opponents. You have to, everything goes into the stew, right? I think that that much is fair. And I think even when you take all that into consideration, he's still playing at an MVP level. He is still playing at an MVP level. And it's okay to say that. And it's okay to admit it. And whether he ends up getting the award or not getting the award, we'll see, we'll find out, but it doesn't matter because the Niners still get that kind of quarterback play. And that's the awesome part about it. That is the coolest part, is that we have not seen this level of performance from the most important position in 30 years. 30 years since Steve Young was the quarterback. And yet, here we are. It's December 18th. The 49ers are sitting pretty at 11 and three. They have locked up a playoff spot. They have locked up the division title and they look like they're about to lock up the number one seed in the entire NFC. And think about that. If that happens. This team is going to be two home playoff wins away from the freaking Super Bowl from the damn Super Bowl. Is there a team in the league right now that you worry about it's particularly in the NFC coming into San Francisco and beating them? No way. There is no chance. The Cowboys we've seen already. We kicked the hell out of the Eagles in their own building. So good luck coming to San Francisco to play. Who else are you giving me? The Lions? Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. No, thank you. I would love to play Jared Goff in the playoffs. Please bring it on. Bring on Kyle Shanahan against Dan Campbell. I would love that coaching matchup in the playoffs. There's nobody in the NFC. There is no body. How long have I been saying that when the 49ers play their best, they are unbeatable. And now, honestly, it's getting to a level where even if they don't play their best, they look pretty damn unbeatable. They gave up over 200 rushing yards to the Cardinals yesterday, and it didn't matter at all. They still kicked the hell out of them by multiple scores. That's where this team is. They are on a mission. They recognize it. They are focused. You know, I love Brock's mentality, which is basically Aw shucks behind the podium and aw shit once he gets in the game because he's going to light you up. I love that. You know, they didn't have that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the, the last caller talked about, or, or maybe it wasn't the last caller, forgive me, a couple callers ago, talked about how Jimmy was, you know, he wanted to be there and do his best when he was there, but when he wasn't there, he was gone. That ain't Brock. Brock is all about it right now. He's 100% all in. He doesn't want to just win. He wants to destroy you. And that is what you want. You want a team that is willing to step on the other team's back when they are down. Go for the kill. It sounds harsh to say, but I'm talking about this purely in football terms. But yes, go for the kill. Kyle sees it now. Brock sees it now. And I think this team sees it now. 
you know, for so long, we kept talking about not looking ahead, right? We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Don't think about the number one seed. But now we're 15 weeks into the season. They can see the light at the end of that tunnel now. And that's a different mentality as you go down the stretch. It's a different mentality. And it looks like this team is just rolling along right now. They're the team that everybody is scared of. I know people are talking about Buffalo, and that's fine. We'll worry about that in the Super Bowl. Right now, the Niners are the best team in the league. It is beyond question. It's one of those weeks, as I said to Levin yesterday in the Instant Reaction Show, national media, they're not going to talk about us. They're not going to talk about us. Maybe they'll talk about MVP, but they're not going to talk about this game because the 49ers are really good. They kicked the hell out of the Cardinals, and that's all there is to say about it. I've been in those rooms. I've produced national football shows. I was producing Pro Football Talk Live at NBC with Florio and Chris Sims for seven years. I've been in the room when it goes, we got to talk about this? What are we going to say? They're really good. What? That's how it goes, right? What are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about the, the Cowboys getting their asses kicked to the Bills. They're going to talk about Miami destroying the Jets and probably the, Aaron, the stupid Aaron Rodgers thing again. That's what they're going to talk. They're not going to talk about the Niners, and that's the perfect kind of week for us. Great. That means we destroyed you. There's been no major injuries, and we can just keep on rolling on. I don't know about you. How scared were you when Christian McCaffrey was looking at his knee on Sunday? My goodness. For, for about like 10 minutes there, it was a terrifying Sunday because McCaffrey was hurt. Brock was out of the game, and you're like, wait a minute. What happened? All of a sudden, the wheels are falling off. Brock comes back. McCaffrey stays in the game. Brock throws a touchdown to McCaffrey on the drive where he returned. And all was well in the 49ers universe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Jason points out Nick Bosa, too. Yeah, Nick Bosa getting hurt when Randy Gregory throws a pass rusher off of him and it goes into the back of Bosa's leg. It was like, if that's how this thing goes off the rails, that would have been peak Kyle Shanahan that, with his injury luck since he's been there. It would have been absolutely horrible. Uh, I'm going to throw the link in the chat again. If you want to hop in the show, please, please feel free to do so. I love talking with you. Um, I don't want to talk just at you. So uh, there you go. I put it in the chat on all the uh, channels. Please hop in if you want to talk. We can talk anything about the game. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out in this game Sunday was the 49ers receivers kind of had their, I don't want to call it a down week because it wasn't really a down week. Debo Samuel had two touchdowns, but I mean, McCaffrey led the team five catches for 72 yards. Kittle had only two catches in the game. Now he still got 54 yards because he's freaking George Kittle. Debo had four catches for 48. Ayuk, three catches for 37. I thought Ayuk had a weird 
game. There were a couple of passes to him that looked like they could go for massive, massive gains. And he just wasn't quite like in sync with Brock Purdy and with what was going on out there. And they fell incomplete. And it was surprising because he's always like, he's always on it. He's been locked in, especially this year, you know, trying to get a new deal and all that stuff. And he just didn't look quite right. And I think next or this week, next week, whatever you want to say, because there's one more game in week 15, but Monday against the Ravens, I think they're really going to need to lean on Brandon Ayuk because Ravens can cover, man. Ravens can play pass defense. They're allowing less than, I think it's like 100 less than 190 yards per game through the air. They're going to need a guy that can get open, particularly against man coverage. And I know Debo's playing well right now, but that is really Ayuk's bread and butter. So they need to to get that back on track because I think they're going to need him in, in uh, Baltimore for sure. A hundred percent. Oh, here we go. We got another guest hopping in here. Coach Chart. What's hey, up? what's up? Wait a minute. Are you actually a coach or are you a doctor like Dr. Pepper is a doctor? <laughs> no, I'm actually a coach. Okay. I coach high school football and I'm an elementary PE teacher. Excellent. What's on your mind? Thanks for hopping in. Hey, I just want to talk like schematically defensively this year. It's been so fun to see sort of some of the changes and seeing something different because for years we just sort of ran the same stuff. And I just think that it's been huge. What changes have you seen that you like? Mixing in the man coverages. So fun to see. Like that's what happened with Mooney's pick, right? Absolutely. And he, uh, well, which pick? <laughs> oh, good, good point. The pick six. <laughs> So I think Mooney Ward has been fantastic this year. And I think that if he had held on to all the balls that he has actually gotten to, he'd be like a lock of an all pro. Did you catch the little nugget after the game? He said he's been catching passes from Sam Darnold to try and work on his hands. Yeah, I thought that was great. And what a like great way to shout him a shout out Sam for working extra with him too. I thought that was cool. If there's one thing Sam Darnold is good at, it is throwing passes to defenders. So (laughs) Smart working. <laughs> um, do you think I don't think Steve Wilkes has gotten enough love for what he has done? I know that during the three game losing streak, people wanted him fired, and he said, I'm built for this, and he has been right. Now they gave up a, a bit of a high point total Sunday, but for the most part, since the bye week, especially, this team has been lights out on defense. Yeah, no, exactly right. And they made the changes, him coming down, whatever that was, but. I do think you can see on his face, he seems more engaged and part of the team and getting the guys going. And, you know, I thought that shot last week of him getting ran into and just like looking down and not even moving how great that was. is like, dude, get off me. <laughs> and I just, I think he's done so much leadership wise. And obviously Kyle is always going to have his fingerprint on the defense, but he's done a great job. Well, you've done a great job because I see you're wearing the homage Debo Samuel shirt. You know it, bro. You Shout know out it. To you. I got my homage shirt on today. They have the best 49er stuff. If you want to check it out for Christmas or for the holidays, click the link in the description of the show. Last question for you, coach. You, you're a coach. How would you defend this 49ers offense? Ooh, that's a good question. You got to run multiple fronts and you got to change up your coverages. You got to hope that you can win some one-on-one battles defensively, but with what Brock's doing against the rush, <laughs> I think what you got to do is some like zone blitzing where you're dropping DNs in the places that you don't usually see them and try to confuse them. But I don't know how you confuse him. He's just like, what did you see when he was with his family and he's like taking pictures and, 
and then his eyes like it was snap back like i'm on a mission and it's hard man it's special it's something special going and like offensively the way that they play like when i coached high school football this was 2011 i took a big team here in salt lake city and i started running a jet game no one ran jet but you have to run that jet to the wide side dive up the middle naked counter screen off the jet game and i think what they can do i mean obviously kyle's a whole nother level of adding to it but special man <laughs> that ball too to debo on the back shoulder fade where it's like the only place it could have been like who does that <laughs> it's just so awesome we haven't seen that in san francisco in a long time well coach thanks for hopping in we really appreciate the support hey merry christmas man you guys take care same to you have a good day yeah that throw by brock to the pylon I mean, it, it almost hits the pylon in the front of the end zone. It's beautiful back shoulder throw to Debo. I love that throw. I love the fact that it was Debo making the play, not Ayuk, right? Because we always say, like, Debo can't run routes and all that stuff. But it was Debo making a nice turn and a nice adjustment on the pass. It was a beautiful play. And it came at the end of the game, and people are not going to pay attention to it. They're going to screenshot the wide-open Debo touchdown from earlier, or they're going to screenshot the long McCaffrey touchdown. We're not going to pay attention to that Debo one because it doesn't fit the narrative, but it was there. It was a thing that happened. We all saw it. The games are on TV. So, yep, I agree. Offensively, this team is is insane. I mentioned Dr. Pepper when I brought Coach in. Apparently, we're getting a Dr. Pepper history lesson from JJ00 watching on Twitch, who says Dr. Pepper was created by Charles Alderton, who studied medicine at the University of Texas and was a pharmacist. Okay, but his name wasn't pepper was he like i don't know i just thought i was going to be funny with the dr pepper crack i didn't think that uh, it would start a whole history lesson in the chat nonetheless i do enjoy a good dr pepper it's not my favorite soda but i do enjoy a good dr pepper uh, i saw this comment from birdman junior 86 i feel like we're sleeping on the rams i think the rams are going to make the playoffs i really do matt stafford is playing out of his freaking mind right now and They've got a running game all of a sudden again, which we've seen Sean McVay when he had a running game. Hell, he brought Jared Goff to the Super Bowl. So now you've got a running game and you've got Matt Stafford. The Rams get the win over the Commanders. They have the Saints, Giants, and of course the Niners in Week 18. That Niner game could be interesting because that could mean a hell of a lot for the Rams and uh, maybe not so much for the Niners. So we'll have to see. But I think the Rams are going to sneak in. By the way, we got to watch and root for the Seahawks tonight like crazy because if the Seahawks win tonight and the Eagles get another loss, that takes a lot of the pressure off of the Christmas game against the Ravens. Because even if the Niners lose that game, the Cowboys have another loss. The Eagles have another loss. And the Niners have all the tiebreakers in that situation. Now I got to check the lions. I think the Niners also have the tiebreaker over the lions because of conference record. If I'm if I'm correct on that one, because let me see, Detroit right now is six and three in conference, right? And the Niners would be nine and one because obviously Baltimore plays in the AFC. So we really want a Seattle victory tonight, which is terrifying to me because I don't ever want to have to root for the Seahawks. So I'm going to root for an Eagles loss. I'll just say that. Uh, Jalen Hurts was so sick. He didn't travel with the team. He traveled on a separate plane. And we don't know if Geno Smith is going to start. So there could be just utter chaos tonight on Monday Night Football. Soul Certified says, absolutely a Seattle fan tonight. Jason Tillman agrees with me that the Rams are, are good. 
and Levin is chiming in in the chat, as always. Not surprised you don't know Dr. Pepper history. You don't even know who Robin Big is. Yeah, I don't know who Robin Big are. Sorry, I don't. I don't know, like, every MTV show that was ever on. Sorry, okay? I didn't have cable all the time when I grew up, so I wasn't able to watch MTV all the time. But I know that Christian McCaffrey and... Trent Williams walked into the press conference together yesterday and Trent said, Hey, we're Robin big. And everyone laughed and I'm sitting there like the idiot, not knowing who Robin big are. I saw this tweet. If you're watching on the stream from uh, the SF Niners who actually put Trent Williams and CMC in the Robin big uh, poster. And apparently the actual Rob from Robin big liked it. He's a big fan. So there you go. Again, not everything is for everybody, right? Guess I'm not in the joke this time. Okay. I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 next month. That's going to happen more and more. Let's just be honest. Levin's just happy because he finally knew something I didn't. He, he took great pride in explaining it to me last night during the instant reaction show. I know there's more people like me out there, Levin. You don't even know. Uh, John says, I thought he called CMC Robin Big. That No, that was not a thing. Uh, Sign me to nine on Twitch says it's easier to root for Seattle than Dallas. Um, maybe the fact that Russ has gone out of Seattle, maybe makes it easier. And the Niners have owned them five straight games now. Um, so maybe, but I still don't like this situation. I want to be able to root for all my rivals to lose. Can we do that for a change? Uh, JJ zero zero says pop culture and math. Yes. Those are my two weaknesses. Although give me credit. I did actually get the uh, time right on today's stream. So there you go. Um, there was a couple other things I wanted to mention. One was the Jake Moody note. So I did mention that. Um, Christian McCaffrey, first 49er to have 20 touchdowns in a season since Jerry Rice had a ridiculous 23 touchdowns in 12 games in 1987. McCaffrey was everything yesterday. 23 touches, 187 yards, three touchdowns. It just feels like every time they need a play, they throw it to 23. Whether it's a pass, whether it's a run, I mean, there were so many runs yesterday where the Cardinals were getting pressure and Christian McCaffrey just shuffles right, shuffles left, makes a guy miss. And then it seems like once he makes that first guy miss, he just takes off and cuts back through the hole. And it's always like a 10, 11 chunk yard play. Chris Sims had a good point um, talking about the Niners. Like, it seems like every play on their drive is a highlight play. It's not a lot of like four yard runs and the guys just tackle. It's always like 11. 12, 13, break a tackle, 20-yard gain. It seems like every single drive, the 49ers have multiple of those plays, and McCaffrey's a huge part of it. Whether he's got the ball, whether he doesn't have the ball, and he's opening up something else for somebody at, you know, at a different part of the formation, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible right now. JJ00 on Twitch says, a lot of Jerry Rice stats feel like Will Chamberlain stats. They sound made up. Yeah. That's because he was the greatest freaking wide receiver of all time and a top five player at any position at all time. And I know people forget it because they didn't get to see him and they like Randy Moss because he runs really fast and jumps really high. He ain't it, okay? Jerry Rice is it. Randy Moss has a single season receiving touchdown record at 23. It took him 16 games. Jerry Rice had 22 and 12. How many would he have gotten the rest of that season if they didn't go on strike? Think of what that record might be. It's insane. A quarter of the season was gone. Even if he has one touchdown in each of those four games, which he probably would have had more, 
it's, it would have been 28 touchdowns. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous stat. And JJ00 says, right, people have the audacity to say Moss is better than Rice. He wasn't. Uh, hello there. General Kenobi, is that you? Uh, hello there says, if Lenore misses time, what will Wilkes do at corner? Plug Jason Verrett, Womack, or Darrell Luter Jr. The thought of Oliver being in big games makes me nervous. Yeah, we don't know uh, the extent. Kyle's going to have a conference call. Uh, let's see. I think it's going to be 2 p.m. Pacific, although he usually changes it at some point on Mondays. But last time I checked, uh, let's see. Yeah, 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, he said he thinks Lenore may have gotten stepped on on the ribs. like. Ow, first of all, uh, we don't know his status yet. Now, the Niners will have the extra day to recover because they play on Monday, so that helps. Uh, we don't know about Lenore. Hopefully, Hargrave and Armstead will be back. God knows they will need him. Uh, who, what's his name? Khalil Dave, uh, Kalia Davis also had an ankle injury. He left the game, so we need to find out about that status, but potentially there could be some shuffling along the defensive line. But uh, Kyle didn't even mention McCaffrey uh, in the post-game press conference, so that's obviously good. Brock seemed to be fine. He said it was just a stinger. Uh, so some injuries to take care of, but uh, we should find out more. Again, 2 p.m. Pacific is Kyle's conference call. Um, and we'll see what he has to say there. <sighs> I love one of the things I'm seeing in my Twitter mentions is fans of other teams trying to knock down the 49ers, trying to come up with reasons why what they're doing in the regular season doesn't matter, why the stats that they're putting up are all irrelevant. It's mostly Cowboy fans and Eagle fans, especially Eagles fans. Eagles fans are shook right now because their quarterback is sick. They've lost two straight games. They're firing their defensive coordinator without firing them and putting Matt Patricia in charge of their defense, who is, that's the irony of all ironies because they roasted Matt Patricia's defense in the Super Bowl to win their ring a couple of years ago. So there's some panic going around from the rest of the NFL. Absolute panic right now. And I love to see it. Uh, okay, I'm seeing, was there a suspension? Brother Bob says Casey got suspended for the rest of the year for his hit on Michael Pittman. We got to give Dre Greenlaw a little credit because since that little dust up in Philadelphia, he has not had any issues and he hasn't had any like even close calls. So he has figured it out uh, yet. Casey suspended for the rest of the season. Man, I mean, the Steelers are out of it. So whatever, but. Repeated violations of playing rules intended to protect the health and safety of players. There's look, we know there's a line, right? And you try to walk that line and be as close to that line as you can be, but you can't cross it. And you certainly can't cross it multiple times like he has done. And I know that we get frustrated by green law sometimes, but he's not that as much as Eagles fans like to complain that he was, he's not, he is not that. So that's obviously the biggest NFL news of the day. 49ers win 45-29. Doesn't look like anyone's gonna anyone else is gonna hop in in the chat. So we can wrap this thing up for today. Just wanted to say thank you to everybody again. We so, so, so appreciate your support. We are growing this thing. Everybody that wished us well, if you didn't hear, we are gonna be on, or we are on Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific time on 95.7 The Game, the Bay Area's highest-rated sports station. You can catch a brand-new show. It's not going to be a podcast anywhere. It doesn't live on the YouTube channel. The only way to hear it is to check it out on 95.7 The Game. Again, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Please, please, please do check it out. We are so 
pleased and privileged to be able to join the 95.7 The Game family. If you're new to the channel, please like and subscribe. We do long-form shows. We are live on YouTube every single day of the week. We do a Florida 49ers and 5 update that comes out every morning, gets you up to date on everything you need with the team, injury reports, the best clips from press conferences, all that stuff. So please like and subscribe to the channel. Perfect time to hop on board because I think this thing is going all the way to Vegas, baby. All the way to Vegas. Literally, Levin and I are texting each other. Hey, what what hotel should we stay at? Did you get your Did you get your uh, press credential request into the NFL? Which I actually missed the deadline, but got a little help there. So thank you for that. Um, so it's the perfect time to jump on board, and we don't go anywhere. We don't go anywhere in the off season. We are here for you, talking Niners, pretty much every single day of the year. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.